Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 19th, 2023. Every morning we gather around the word of God. We look at some scripture. We seek God concerning what it means to our lives today. And then the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, gives me the word in a way that I can communicate it to you that you can apply to your daily living. We've been looking at the miracles of Jesus. This is the miracles of Jesus part 11. We're looking at Jesus walking on water. Peter walking on water. The word for today is to ask big. I'm going to increase your faith this morning through the word of God to where you're going to be able to believe God for God-sized dreams and ask God for things on his level. You're going to open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Put it in the chat, ask big. Put it in the chat, I, I am going to ask for things on God's level. Remember, we, we worship a God and we need to be able to ask on his level. We're going to talk about that today. Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture that at our church we're going to meditate on all year long and I'm probably going to share with you most of the year. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, now Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Put that in the chat. Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. Listen, in this season, I know that 2022 was difficult for a lot of people. I know that maybe even going all the way back to the pandemic, this has been a season where people lost something along the way. They got disconnected from church. We, sh we had to close down churches. People had not really gone back to service. And now that we're going back to church, not everybody's showing up. It's just not the same as it used to be. But in this season, watch this. Lord, do it again. God is going to restore us to a form of glory and even take us to another level. May streams of your refreshing, God, flow over us until every dry place in our heart is drenched again. I'm saying that every dry area in your heart will be drenched again in this season. Put it in the chat. Say no dry places for me. Maybe you allowed some areas of your life to get dry, but in this season, God is going to refresh you. He's going to renew you. He's going to restore you. He's going to revive you. He's going to rejuvenate you. He's going to get you back. That You're going to get your fire back, your passion back, your zeal back. Say, Lord, do it again. Glory to God. I feel like preaching now. All right, so listen, we're looking at the miracles of Jesus. This is Jesus and Peter walking on water. We always say it's Jesus walking on water, but Peter did it too. This is found in Matthew 14, Mark 6, and John 6. Let me read Matthew 14 for you, and then we'll get into the word for this morning. Matthew 14, beginning at verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples to get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While, and then after that, he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed everybody, he went up into the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there all alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. John tells us three to four miles away. And the, the, the disciples were in the boat, buffeted by the waves and the wind. And it was about the fourth watch of the night. That's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. And Jesus came to them walking on water. And when he did, they thought he was a ghost. So they were afraid. But Jesus immediately said unto them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And so Peter said, one, only one out of the 12, Lord, if that's really you, then bid me to come on the water. And Jesus said, come. And, and with that word, Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and he came towards Jesus. Now, 
when he saw the wind, I, I was, I'm not going to deal with that today, maybe tomorrow, when he took his eyes off of Jesus and saw the wind and started focusing on the wrong thing, he began to sink. He said, Lord, save me. And then Jesus raced out his hand and grabbed them and saved them and pulled them up out of the water. And then Jesus said, where's your faith, man? He said, you took a few steps, but you, you could have done a lot more. Where is your faith? All right, so I'll stop there for this morning. What does this mean for you today? So, so we've been looking at, you already know the story by now, Jesus's cousin, John the Baptist was killed. He sends everybody away. He spends hours in prayer. He waits to three, between three and 6 a.m. This is the fourth watch of the night. He walks three plus miles on water. He gets to his, his disciples. And when he gets there, Peter says, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Uh, and I, I, let me just point out that first, he said, fear not. The, the, the term fear not or fret not or be not afraid is found in the Bible hundreds of times, over, over 300 times. So it's not the will of God for you to live in fear. Put this in the chat. Say fear has no power over me. As a believer, you, you need to know that fear has no power over you. you. You're not operating in fear. Faith is an expression of your confidence in God, his word. Fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan, his word. And so you don't want to operate in fear. You want to operate in faith. Say, I'm a faith man. I'm a, I'm a faith woman. You want to operate in faith. You're a, you're a child of the most high God. And we please God when we operate in faith, when we believe God. So he says, fear not. It's me. Peter said, well, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And with that, when Jesus said one word, say one word, Jesus just gave one word. He said, come. And that was Peter's authorization for participation in what Jesus was doing. And so he got out of the boat and he walked on water just like that. And we're going to deal with later him going down and losing focus and all of that. But what does this mean for you? Today, I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Here's number one. Here we go. You ready? All right, here we go. You must grow to the point where you have the audacity to make God-sized petitions. When, you're gonna, when you pray, you got to remember, God is not a man. Say, God is not a man. So when I'm asking God for stuff, like, you know, so first of all, I'm not going to ask someone for something that I don't believe they're capable of doing, right? But when I go to someone and I ask for something that is way below what they're capable of doing, okay, let me, let me just use you for a minute. You know how, how sometimes people come to you and you're, you, you're finally got to a certain level in life and people ask you to do something and sometimes you're like, why are you asking me to do that? I mean, like, do you realize that I could do a lot more than that? Like, you know, God is, I, I'm convinced that God often looks at us and says, man, why are you asking for something so small? Or why are you asking down here? You're asking like, I'm a man. I'm not a man. I'm, I'm God. Think about the situation for a minute. You got 12 disciples in the boat. These were men who had been with Jesus every day. And they saw with their own eyes, Jesus healed all manner of sickness and disease. They saw it with their own eyes. Matter of fact, a few hours earlier, Jesus had fed 5,000 and the fishes and the loaves were multiplying in the disciples' hands. So as they were breaking off a piece, another piece was there. Whoa. As they broke off, another piece was there. They participated in the miracle. They saw this with their own hands. They saw miracles with their own eyes. They were part of it. And so they saw him do it. They knew that Jesus was sent from the Father. And so there were 12 men present, and they know that Jesus 
is sent from the Father. And, and they, now Jesus is telling them, it's me, it's me, guys, don't be afraid. Jesus is walking on water. He's doing something supernatural. And there's 12 guys in the boat, and these guys know Jesus. And they, they, they've been in proximity with the, the king of glory. And only one out of the 12 as Jesus. Only one out of the 12 had the audacity to ask God for something big. Say this, say this, say, I will ask God for big things in 2023. I'm going to ask God for some stuff that's on his level. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we got to believe God. He's a God. Peter was the only man with enough faith, enough courage, and enough guts to ask Jesus to walk on water. In 2023, my question for you is this. Look at me. Are you going to be like Peter or will you be like the other 11? Will you be like Peter or will you be like the other 11? In 2023, we got to ask God for some stuff, man. We got to ask God. To, we got to believe God on, on God's level. We got to ask. Listen, when, when the doctors say, matter of fact, say this, say this out loud. Even if something touches my body or it attaches itself to my body, say there's nothing terminal. Say this out loud. There's nothing terminal about anything that touches my body. No, we, we got to believe that there's a God in heaven that can do all things. And I, I pray to him. I believe in him. I come to him. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not praying to a man. We're praying to a God. So if you want to experience God on his level, say his level, say, say this. I am going to experience God on God's level. And for you to experience God on God's level, you got to have the courage and the guts and the faith to ask on his level. Remember, you're not praying to a man, you're praying to a God. There's nothing God can't do. So you got to believe God for God-sized things. Say amen to that. James 4 and 2 says, you have not because you ask not. And I got to remind you that God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you richly. God wants to take you up to his level. God has plans for you from the foundations of the world that he wants to manifest in 2023. God wants to do all of these things, but you have to believe God. I believe that too often, believers are like the 11 in the boat and not Peter. I, I, I believe that too often believers go to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night. They go through the motions. They know how to sing the songs. They know how to clap on the second and fourth beat. Or if you're in a different church, the first and third beat. Uh, they, know how to, they know how to respond to the preacher. They know how to all, do all those things. If the preacher says God is good, they say all the time. <laughs> he says all the time. They say God is good. But they're going through the motions. They're not believing God, man. They're not believe. They're like the eleven. They're not like the one. Peter asked for some stuff. Peter asked on his level. And, and listen, let me say this: You will never hear a yes from God for a question that you are too afraid to ask. Let me say that again: You will never hear a yes from God for a question that you are too afraid to ask. So you got to ask. James said, you have not because you ask not. And then he went on to say, but when you ask, you better ask in faith without wavering, without a doubt, because that's how you're going to receive. He says, if you if you waver, if you're like a wave of the sin, uh, a wave of the sea, well, I'm here today. I'm down tomorrow. I'm up this morning. I'm, I'm believing God this morning. But now in the afternoon, oh, I don't know. I'm, I was really believing God when I was in church. I was fired up. But now uh, by Thursday, I don't believe God anymore. He says, let, let not this man believe that he shall receive anything from God. You're not going to receive from God that way. You got to ask in faith without a doubt, without wavering. <laughs> so so you, you got to believe God. You got to ask in faith. You can't be vacillating with your faith. You can't be in faith one moment and then out of faith the next moment. You got to believe God. I'm pleading with you to ask. 
big, big dreams. Ask on God's level. Ask in boldness. Ask in faith. Ask without a doubt. Ask without wavering. Ask with great expectation of manifestation that you're going to believe God to do what only God can do. Say amen to that. Say, I'm going to ask in this season. Say that. Put it in the chat. I'm asking on God's level. Say amen to that. All right. For, for 2023, to be the best year of your life. You want it to be the best year? Well, you got to ask big. You got to think big. You got to attempt big. You're going to have to attempt to, to do things for you to receive things that you've never had. You're going to have to do things that you've never done. You're going to have to believe God and pray on another level. Say amen to that. Let me tell you something. God is not offended. Say God is not offended. God is not offended or insulted or intimidated when you ask God for God-sized things, when you ask God for things on his level. No, he actually welcomes it. Listen, he wants you to be like him. Say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Jesus didn't say to Peter, hold on for a minute, Peter. What did you say? You want to come out here? Why would you ask for such a thing? Who do you think you are? I'm Jesus. I'm the son of God. You can't do what I do. Why are you asking to do what I do? Don't you understand that you're a man and I'm not? Don't you understand that you're just one of the disciples? I'm Jesus. I'm the, no, Jesus didn't say any, any, any of that. Jesus was like, what? Man, why you? He, he was more like, why are you other guys not asking? He was like, Peter, finally, I got somebody that believes me. Come on, Peter. You want to walk on water? Let's go, baby. Come. He, so God is asked. God is not intimidated. God wants us to see ourselves like him. God wants us to dream God-sized dreams. God wants us to pray God-sized prayers. God wants us to attempt God-sized projects. God wants us to go on another level. And when we start praying on that level, God is like, come on, son. Come on, daughter. I welcome you to operate on my level. I want to manifest my glory on this planet. I want to do it through you. I, I want to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. And I want to do it through you. Finally, son. Finally, daughter. You'll believe in me for stuff that's on my level. Say amen to that. So listen, if you don't ask, then God's not going to do it. And, and, and then you're going to miss out on God's best and it won't be God's fault. And so... Say, I will ask. All right, all right, that's, that was number one. Number two, true faith requires hearing from God first. Say first. Now, asking is one thing, but you're not authorized to go until God speaks. So true faith requires hearing from God first. Say first. So while I'm urging you, I'm pleading with you to make God-sized petitions, I'm also warning you. I'm also warning you not to launch out until God speaks. It's one thing to pray and ask God. It's another thing to go and move out. Until God speaks, you're not authorized to move out. The grace of God must precede the faith of God, the faith of man. So, so where there is no grace, there can be no faith. Peter had the audacity to ask. He was like, I want to join you on the water. But he was not crazy enough to get out of the boat until Jesus spoke. When Jesus said, come, now he was ready to go. But until Jesus said, come, he had to stay in that boat. Faith is not about you coming up with something and launching out to do it without hearing from God and then saying, well, God, I'm out here now. You got to bless it. God, you got to bless it. God, I, I put in Jesus' name on it. You know, you got to. No, 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 no. God is not. God never signed up to just give you whatever you want. God never signed up to just give you selfish desires. No, God never signed up to, to, for you to launch out, do whatever you want, and then ask him to bless it. 
No, I've made this mistake. I think we all have made that mistake. Faith is not about us trying to get God to put a yes on our plans. Faith is about God trying to get us to put a yes on his plans. Faith is about submission and surrender. Faith is about a human alignment with a divine assignment. Faith is about walking in the plans that God established for us from the foundations of the world. Faith is about God, not about me. So when yes, it's okay to ask for great things, but you're not going to launch out until God speaks. Now, once you know that God has spoken, then you are confident in what he said. Then when you launch out, the, whatever you do, faith is something I, I say, faith is something I do, faith is a seed that I sow based on what I believe that God has revealed to me. And if I do that in faith, without a doubt, then yeah, I'm responding to God. God spoke and I respond. Yeah, that's faith. But it's not faith if you're just going to do it without God and then ask God to bless it. That's not faith at all. Faith is about alignment with God's assignment. Say amen to that. Peter walked on the water, but really he was walking on the word. Say, say this, say, say, I walk on the word. When Peter, when Jesus said, come, he was able to get out of the water, uh, get out of the boat and walk on water because he was walking on that word. What was the word? The word was come. And so I told you before that no word from God is without the power to perform it. Wherever the word of God is, the word of God is revealing to you where the grace of God is. So think of all the people that God used in a mighty way. These were men and women who heard from God first and then once they heard from God, they launched out in faith, which leads me to my third and final point for today. The big idea of your life must be God's idea for you. Put this in the chat. Say it out loud. Say, the big idea of my life is God's big idea for me. My life is all about him. My life is not about me. My life is all about him. Let me give you some examples. David did not come up with an idea of him becoming the king of Israel. No, that was God's idea. And so... All David did was accept it. Now, he had to believe it because it was crazy. It was like, how would I be the king? Okay, fine. He had to believe. So David accepted it. He believed it. He had faith in it. And after 20 years, say 20 years, after 20 years of being faithful, that dream finally came to pass. Abraham didn't come up with the idea of him being the father of many nations. It was God's ideas. Abraham was 75 years old. His wife was 65 years old. He was in Ur of the Chaldees. He was minding his own business when God revealed to him, hey, son, I made plans for you. I chose you. And so I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. Through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's what God said he was going to do. It wasn't Abraham's idea. It was God's idea. So you got to be able to believe God's idea for you. You got to you got to pursue God's idea for you. I can give you a bunch of examples on that. You know, I could go person after person after person and it was always God's idea. So so you want to seek God's idea. But but faith begins where the will of God is known. So you can ask, and I want you to ask, for God's size things. But until you hear that God says, yes, son, yes, daughter, that aligns with my plan for your life, you better not jump out there. Because if you get out ahead of God, then you're going to be out there by your own, on your own, without the grace of God. When God speaks, his word is revealing to you where his grace is. I told you that before. The word of God reveals the grace of God. So when, when Jesus said, come, basically what was happening was Jesus was saying, look, I'm walking on water. Peter says, hey, can I walk on water too? He said, okay. Hey, son, well, watch this. Obviously, the grace of the Father has been made available to me for me to walk on water. You asked to do what I'm doing. You asked to come up to my level. I said, come, because I'm telling you, I'm revealing to you, I'm showing you that the same grace that has been made available to me for, to walk on water is available to you to walk on water. And, and But Peter didn't know that until Jesus said, come. 
So you got to be able to hear from God because when you hear from God and you get a word from God, the word of God is revealing to you the grace of God. Now, you may be saying, hold on, Rick, hold on, hold on. You're saying that you need to hear God speak first. You say that the grace of God must precede the faith of man. But in this case, Peter asked first. Peter asked to get out of the boat. True. It's true. Peter did ask. But while Peter had enough boldness and guts to ask, he was not crazy enough to move until God spoke. He, while he asked, and you can ask, you better not move until God speaks. All I'm saying is where there is no grace, there can be no faith. You need to know that this is the will of God. Put that in the chat. In this season, say, I will seek the will of God. You need to know God's idea for your life. You need to know God's idea for whatever he wants you to do in this season. And once you do, then you can open up your heart and operate in a level of grace that, that, will, that will just bless your socks off. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you will be able to walk with a level of confidence. Why? Because you have heard from God. Peter walked on water because he heard from God. Now, I'll probably deal with this tomorrow. He got distracted. What you don't want to do is get distracted. Once he took his eyes off of Jesus and was like, whoa, there's big winds up. A lot of wind. Whoa, there's big waves out here. Boom, that joker fell. He fell in the water because he took his eyes off the promise. He was walking on the word for a minute, but then he took it. You can't get, say this, say, I will not be distracted. I'm going to walk on the word. I'm going to walk on what God is speaking to me, and I will not be distracted. Jesus said, come, and, and he launched out. So let me let me say it this way. And you say this. Say this and put it in the chat. Say, when God gives me the green light, I will be ready to go. As soon as he got the green light, he got out the boat. As soon as when God gives me the green light, I got to be ready to go. What you don't want to do is vacillate. Listen, delayed obedience is disobedience. And and you you don't want to be like, oh, well, you've been asking God for something for, for, for years. And God says, okay, now 2023 is yours. And now here you are vacillating. Oh, what do I, whoa, God finally gave me the green light. Ooh, what do I do now? What are you talking about? You, I thought you'd been asking for this. I thought you I thought you believed it. I thought you were ready for it. When God gives you the green light, you better be ready to go. Say, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? And so as soon as God gives you the green light, you got to launch out in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. Listen, why? Because God is saying the grace of God is there. Wherever the grace is, you want to launch out into it. Wherever God has given you grace, it could be for your business or businesses. It could be for your career. It could be to impact others. It could be uh, uh, in a nonprofit. Whatever God has given you the grace for, you what you don't want to do is get to heaven to realize that you, that you wasted it. I, I don't want, say this, say it out loud, put it in the chat. The grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. What I don't want, I don't know about you. The reason why I run so hard, the reason why I do so many things is because I believe that God has given me the grace for it. That's, that's no, there's no other reason. I, I'm writing another book right now. I'm, I'm about to, you know, I got to publish this. I'm going to write another one. All these things and God is, blah, 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 blah. Why, why am I doing these things? I, the other day, I'm a, I'm a New York Giants fan. I'm watching the Giants game, but I'm, I'm also working on this book at the same time. Why am I doing that? I could just be chilling with the game because I believe that God has given me the grace for it. And I don't know about you, but what I don't want is I don't want to get to heaven and to realize that, that I could have done a lot more and God could have used me in a greater way, but I didn't have the, the faith or the, the discipline or the, or the effort, you know, uh, uh, that I didn't put in the work. 
I, I, I don't I don't want the grace of God on my life to be wasted. I, I refuse to allow the grace of God on my life to be in vain. Whatever God has given you the grace to do, whatever it is, whatever God has given you the grace to do, man, do it. Do it with all your might. Why? Because what you want to do is you want to honor God's grace with faith and effort. Ooh, put that in the chat. Say, I will honor God's grace with faith and effort. I, the, the grace of God that's on my life, I honor it. How do I honor it? I'm believing God. I have faith and I put in the effort. I'm going to put in the work. I'm not lazy. I want to get to heaven and I want to die empty. I, I don't want to die because I'm sick. I don't want to die because I'm old. I just want to die because I'm done. I want to be able to get to the end of my race. Paul said, I, I ran my race. I finished my course. I kept the faith. I'm gone, y'all. Audi 5000, G, I'm out of here. And said, so, well, hold on, Paul. Hold on. Everybody's not saved yet. Yeah, yeah, but I finished my course. So, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Paul. The gospel hasn't gone out throughout the whole world yet. Yeah, but I finished my course. You got to know what your course is. You got to find it and follow it and finish it before you die and just maximize the grace that's on your life. You can't compare yourself to other people. You don't have their grace. You don't have that. You don't have their race and you can't run at their pace. Let them do their thing. You do you. And so you celebrate them and let them celebrate you. You just be focused on being you and get to the end of your journey and get out of you everything that God has placed in you while you're in the land of the living. Say amen to that. Man, we're getting so much out of just this one story of Jesus walking on water. Peter walking on water. We're going to deal with the story again tomorrow. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father... I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. This year, I will experience the supernatural like never before because I will ask, believe, receive, and attempt like never before. I expand my capacity to believe you. I dream God-sized dreams. I make God-sized petitions. I launch out into God-sized projects. But I don't do it, Father, without hearing from you first. Once you speak and you welcome me to operate on your level, I am authorized to do so. And I will get out of my boat. I'm ready to walk on every word you release to me. This is how I know this year will be the best year of my life. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button under the top right corner. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I need you to do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, I'd like to read those comments. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I hope that you're learning the miracles of Jesus. God told me on New Year's Eve to teach the miracles of Jesus. And this is why. He wants our faith to be reignited in this season. I want you to believe on God's level, man. God is going to do great things. Y'all ready? I know I'm ready. I love you. God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 